Someone said amen. Isn't the Lord holy this morning? Amen. And isn't he risen today? Christ is alive. Can I hear an amen in the house of the Lord this morning? He is risen. He is risen indeed. So why don't we just celebrate that before we're seated this morning? He is alive. He is risen. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, praise team. Wonderful job this morning. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord today. Happy Resurrection Sunday. And I wanted to say, where was everyone last Easter Sunday? (laughs) But isn't it good to be able to assemble on Resurrection Sunday this year? Amen. Last year we were watching online, and I was preaching sitting at a table over the internet, and thank God this morning that we're able to assemble in the Lord's house this morning and celebrate our risen Savior. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. All of our guests, we welcome you. We thank you for being here this morning, and just make yourself at home. I want to continue on this morning in a sermon series that we have been in throughout the Gospel of John, and I hope that you have maybe read the Gospel of John by now, and if you have not, maybe start today and read through this beautiful Gospel of John. But there are seven I am statements that are spread out through the Gospel of John, and it is Jesus speaking. It is Jesus saying who he is, who he was, who he is, who he will always be. And the one that we arrive at this morning is I am the resurrection and the life. Does anybody believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life? And I want to start right out of the gate this morning, and I want to declare to you, I believe. Let's say that together. I believe. Let's say it again. I believe. I want to start with John chapter 11, verse 23. John eleven twenty three, right in the middle of a story about a man named Lazarus who had died. We're gonna pick back up with it here in a few moments, but I wanna just share this little tidbit right in the middle of the story. Jesus said to her, he's talking to Martha, Lazarus' sister. He says, your brother will rise Again, Now, that is good news this morning. That is good news for all of us this morning on an Easter Sunday morning. We might have someone in our lives who has left this world, but if they left this world knowing Christ, they will rise again. Isn't that a beautiful thought on this Resurrection Sunday? Doesn't that give us great hope? Doesn't that give us great comfort? Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to her, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Martha was encountering the very one who is the resurrection and the life. And if he says he's going to live, he's going to live. If he says he's going to live in the future, he's going to live in the future. But Jesus was saying, hey, I have arrived on the scene right now. Somebody say that word now. 
That's the essence of the message this morning. Yes, we celebrate the risen Savior. Yes, we know that he's the resurrection. Yes, we look forward to that great resurrection day. But he didn't just say, I am the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. That means the here and the now. He is the resurrection and the life, our life right now. He said, he who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Verse 26, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked Martha a question. He said, do you believe this? That would be a good question for me to ask those online, those here in the sanctuary this morning. Do you believe this? Do you believe what Jesus is saying here in the Gospel of John? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. My job would be finished this morning just with that verse right there. If I could just declare that verse to you this morning and everybody would look at me and say, yes, Pastor Greg, I believe with all of my heart that he is the Christ who has come into the world and I believe so much that I'm gonna keep believing. I believe so much that I'm gonna let him change my life now and in the future. That is the essence of the gospel message today. You know what, life has been unique over this past year, hasn't it? That's probably an understatement. That's the understatement of the year, isn't it? Life has been unique. We've heard that word many times, unprecedented, unprecedented times. Life has been challenging, to say the least. We've faced new circumstances, we have faced new situations, new problems, and yes, even new opportunities. There are good things that are coming out of this pandemic. And I declare to you this morning, I believe our church is gonna be stronger coming out of the pandemic than we were going into the pandemic. But not just our church, but I believe you and I as individuals and our families, I believe we can be better coming out than we were going in. Can I encourage us this morning not to come out of this pandemic beaten or bitter, but let's come out of it better by the grace and the mercy and the power of our resurrected Lord and Savior. Life has been confusing. We have at times, if you're like me, at times I have not really known what has been true and what has been false. What to believe and what not to believe. Can I get a witness this morning? There are so many who have the information, but they have their own agendas. They have their own slants about things. And it leaves us in a murky place, a blurry place. And at times we have not known what to believe. Do masks work? Do masks not work? Should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? We have lived in confusing times. But God's not confused. And the great I am is not confused. And the resurrection and the life, he is not confused. And life has changed. Hasn't life changed? And we ask ourselves, what exactly will the future be like? What exactly will the future hold for us, for our children, for our grandchildren? What will the future be like? 
A lot of things will go back to normal, but some things are not gonna go back the way that they were. I hate to, to bust our bubbles this morning, but we need to be sober-minded and we need to understand that life has changed and some things are not gonna go back to the way that they were. Some hopefully for the better, but some not for the better. And it makes us wonder about future generations. It makes us wonder what kind of world. I was talking to a great grandmother the other day in a hospital room and she was sharing her heart with me of she doesn't know what the future will be for her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren. Bill and Gloria Gaither thought the same thing back in turbulent times in the 60s and 70s in our country when they wrote a song that is so relevant now today, Because He Lives. And in that song, that second verse is, is the verse that is sung the least, but it might be the best verse of the entire song if you ask my humble opinion. And they address this topic in the song, Because He Lives. They said, how sweet to hold a newborn baby, and feel the pride and the joy that Christ gives, but greater still is the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days. Why? Because Christ lives. I'm here to declare to us this morning that our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren can face this life, whatever it might bring, whatever it might be, they're gonna be able to face it because Christ is still alive. We don't have to wring our hands and worry. Christ really is alive. He really lives. He really is the resurrection and the life. And he really does bring life to you and I in the here and in the now. And we do not have to wait until the resurrection morning to really live. He is alive and we can be alive. So I really feel like the Lord put on my heart to declare to us this morning on Resurrection Sunday. As a church, as individuals, as families, I wanna declare to us, it is time to live again. Can I say that again this morning? It is time to live again. The context, the setting of today's story, of today's I am statement was in a little place called Bethany. It is the story of a man named Lazarus. He had sisters, Mary and Martha. They were very close to Jesus. They were personal friends to Jesus. Lazarus had been sick. They sent for Jesus to come, but Jesus delayed and Lazarus died. Jesus delayed and Lazarus died. And four days later, Jesus showed up. Four days after Lazarus had died, Jesus shows up and he's basically declaring to them, it's time to live again. That tells me so much. It tells me that God's timing is greater than my timing. It tells me that God is always greater than any of my circumstances. It tells me that things in my life that might seem gone, dead, past due, never coming back, if he shows up on the scene and declares it's time to live again, they will live again. He said it's time to live again. Martha had some pride, 
as we all would. And Martha, it's a, it's a little bit comical. Martha said, Lord, he's been in the grave for four days. P-U, he stinketh. <laughs> and you might look at me this morning and you say, Pastor Greg, the situation is not only dead, but it stinks. It's pretty bad. It's pretty far gone. But I'm here to declare to you that if the great I am, the resurrection and the life, arrives on the scene and he says it's time to live again, regardless of how much it might stink, it's gonna live again. Jesus said to them on that day, roll the stone away. He cried out specifically, Lazarus, come forth. If he had just said, come forth, he would have messed up that whole cemetery because everybody would have come forth. He has that much power, that much resurrection power. He had to specifically say, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out and they said he was bound up in the grave clothes. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Can I just preach to us this morning? We've been bound up too long. We've been bound up for a year. All of these things seem to be wrapping us in grave clothes. And I believe he would say to us, loose them and let them go. It is time to live again. Amen. Amen. How do we live again? By the power of the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ. I would declare to us that there has been too much isolation, too much separation, and Jesus would say, it's time to come back together and it's time to live again. The depression and the fear and the anxiety that has gripped us, gripped our homes, gripped our countries. I believe Jesus would say it is time to live again. During this time, if it hasn't been bad enough, we had a pandemic, but we've had social upheaval and unrest, division and hate. But I believe Jesus would declare it is time to live again and to live in love and unity during this whole time all of us have felt a sense of loss at maybe at great levels maybe at small levels at varied levels for varied reasons a sense of loss but I want to tell us this morning on resurrection Sunday it is time to live again now, I'm feeling pretty good preaching here this morning we might just overlap into the 11 o'clock I don't know did anybody bring a, a breakfast brunch? You can just, uh, you know. It's time to live again. Lazarus has been dead a long time. Four days gone, but Jesus said, I'm here to say it's time to live again. How can he do such a thing? How can Christ make such a statement on what authority can he do this? It's because of three words that he cried later on in the gospels when he said, it is finished. And because it is finished, I'm not finished. Can I say that again this morning? Because it is finished, I'm not finished. What are you talking about, Pastor Greg? Well, I'm really talking about 
the gospel message. Plain and simple. If there's ever a time in the church world that we need to return to the basics of the gospel message, it is right now. There's a lot of things I could talk about. There's a lot of things I could preach. I could come in with three points and a poem. I could come in and have a self-help manual to you, but God help us to get back to the gospel message, plain and simple. So plain and so simple that even a child can understand. God, help us to quit looking for some new revelation, something new, something this, something that. Give me the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? It's this, that this world, humanity, all of us were born into a fallen and a failed world. All of us were born sinners. I hate to bust your bubble this morning. If I really wanted to bust your bubble, I'd say, look at your neighbor and say, you're a sinner. (laughs) But we were all born into sin, into this failed and fallen world. But do you know that God had a plan to redeem mankind from sin even before we fell? The scripture says that Jesus Christ was the lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world. You see, God knew even before he created us, he knew that we would fall away from him. He already had a plan in place that he would send his son, Jesus Christ. In fact, in Genesis 3.15, he prophesied that very thing. As soon as mankind fell, he gives a prophecy about Christ who was gonna come to redeem us. And then the entirety of the Old Testament is pointing to the arrival of Jesus Christ. And in the fullness of time, Christ arrives on the scene upon this earth to redeem the world. A God who sent his son into the world. Jesus, the Savior, who became one of us, who experienced everything that we experienced, he has been touched by, he has felt our pain, he has felt our burdens, yet he lived without sin. And they crucified him on a cross, nailed him to the cross, And I think of the beautiful lines of one of the old hymns that says, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole. It was nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. And the songwriter goes on to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Can I ask you a question this morning? Can I get personal with this congregation this morning? Can I ask you, is it well with your soul? Is it well with your soul? When you go to bed tonight and you lay your head on the pillow, or if you like me, you lay your head on about three or four or five pillows. My wife said amen to that. (laughs) She's making a face at me. She knows how I sleep. But when you lay your head on the pillow tonight, do you know that it is well with your soul? If you know that, everything else is just secondary. 
If you know that, you can go to bed tonight and sleep with peace, knowing that your soul and your destination is secure. They took him off of the cross. They laid him in a borrowed tomb. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus brought expensive spices. They they put him in Joseph's borrowed tomb, Joseph of Arimathea. They rolled the stone against the door. But I want to remind us of what Jesus said before they took him off the cross and did all of that. When he gave up the ghost, as we said last week, as he gave his life, they didn't kill him, he gave it. But he cried this, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. He didn't refer to himself and say, I am finished. He didn't refer to us and say, you all are finished. He said, it is finished. What was it? The price for the atonement of our sins was paid in full, was finished. The payment for our sin was made. The great plan of salvation was completed. It is finished. And because of this, I now look to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for my salvation. Simply put, can I say it this way? I believe. Can we say that together this morning? I believe. Can we say it one more time? I believe. Oh, let's say it one more time. I believe. And because I believe, because I believe Jesus died for me, because I believe he rose again, I'm not looking in the dead ends of this life to find the solutions to my problems. I'm not looking in the dead ends of this life to find the fulfillment in my life. Can I say that a different way? I'm not looking in the graveyards of this world. There are too many who are looking in the wrong places for what only Christ can give. There are too many people who are trying so many other things to fill the void in their life that can only be filled through and by Jesus Christ. But you remember in our series, as we've been going along, we have had the big I am, the I am with the capital A, and then we've had the I am with the little a. And the I am with the big A is what Jesus has declared. Like this morning, I am the resurrection and the life. The little A is what we should declare in response to that. We're the little A, I am. And today I am looking to him. I am not looking to the graveyards of this world. Where do you get that from Pastor Greg, what are you, where are you going with that? Look at Luke 24, five through seven. We see a passage here where they had laid Jesus in the tomb and the stone had been rolled in front of the, and in front of the tomb, in front of the grave. And the ladies are coming and they're gonna anoint his body, looking for Jesus, but they're looking in the graveyard. Didn't Jesus tell them that lay this temple down again and in three days I'll rebuild it? Didn't he say on the third day I will rise again? But somehow they believed, but yet they didn't believe. Somehow they knew, but yet they didn't know. And they're kind of like you and I are sometimes. We kind of get it and then we 
don't kind of get it and he has to help us, doesn't he? Look at verse five. Then as they were afraid, the ladies, they were afraid and they bowed their faces to the earth. The angel said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? And I wanna say to this congregation, I wanna say to those watching online this morning with all love and diligence, why do you seek the living among the dead? We know where our salvation is. We know where our hope is. We know where life's fulfillment is, but yet we resist Christ. We resist him, the resurrection and the life. We resist that and we go our own way. Like sheep, we've all gone astray. But why are we seeking the living among the dead? Stop looking in the graveyards of this world. Look again upon Jesus Christ, the son of the living. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Then the angel went on to say, he is not here, but is risen. He is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day, rise again. He is not here. He is risen. I'm not looking in that empty tomb for Jesus. I'm not looking in that cemetery, that graveyard for Jesus. I'm not looking into the things of this world for Jesus. I'm looking to the resurrected Savior who is alive and is well. Why do you seek the living among the dead? I'm reminded of that song that they sing around here sometimes. It says, you called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness and into your glorious day. And we're gonna pray together this morning. And I wanna tell you right now that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he's calling your name. If you sense that the Holy Spirit is drawing you and dealing with you, then that means he is calling your name. And I say, don't walk out of that grave, run out of that grave. Don't just tiptoe away from sin and shame and and the life that you've been living. Don't just kind of sneak away. No, get up and run out of that grave to the call of Jesus Christ, to the life that he has for you and for me. You called my name and I ran out of that grave. I thank God this morning that I have ran out of the grave of sin and of shame and of guilt and the burden of sin and the destructive things that come from living under sin. I have run out of that grave. I'm gone from there and I am following a risen Christ who is the resurrection and the life. Can I get a good amen this morning? Would you stand with me all over this building today on this resurrection Sunday? And would you, as they come to get ready to play and sing for us, would you just bow your head right where you are? And I ask you this question. How is your life? How is your life? Are you believing in Jesus Christ? Are you following him? Do you have that relationship 
with him. How is your life? Are you believing or, or are you seeking the living among the dead? It's time to run out of that grave. It's time to hear his call and to come home and to find that life that he said, I am the life, I am the resurrection, and I am the life. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a guilty stain. He washed it white as snow. I could come to this pulpit and just preach that message every Sunday, 52 years, 52 Sundays out of 52 Sundays. What a message. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the resurrected Lord who is alive, he is well, he is seated at the right hand of the throne room of God, and he is living to make intercession, living to be our go-between, living to listen to us and to talk to the Father on our behalf. I thank you that Jesus Christ is our life. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Lord, I pray that if there's anybody in this congregation that has been beaten down by this pandemic, that feel beaten down, maybe they even feel bitter in their hearts and in their lives. Maybe it's something that has happened during this time, something that has happened to a loved one. I don't know. But God, I pray this morning that they would be able to look fresh and anew and see Jesus Christ as the life and run out of that grave and experience the life that comes through Jesus Christ and to be healed, gloriously healed and live again. You have told us this morning to live, live, live again, live again. And God, I pray that if there is any this morning who don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, God, that you would draw them to an altar of repentance and they would come to know you as Lord and Savior of their life and come out of that grave of sin and shame and stop looking to the things of this world, but looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Bless us now as we pray together. Bless us now as we worship together this morning. And we bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. This altar is open for you if you need prayer. This altar is open for you if you want to come accept Jesus Christ. But let's pray and worship together as they sing this morning.